a dot. So, of course, as you go for this episode, um, you'll know what it's about. Today we'll be talking about the show Criminal Minds, but before we get into this, I want to kind of give an explanation why I haven't been posting. Uh, so first of all, of course, I always talk about school. School this past month has been complicated. I'm out currently out of school, um, but I had presentations, projects, essays, because in the last, like, two weeks of school, teachers apparently love to give, like, not only finals, like, I can understand finals, but they give whole essays, whole projects, everything that they can put on you because they want to insert another grade into, like, campus or whatever, so I apologize for not posting, but I had to focus on those because I'm really, um, focused on grades and whatnot, and on top of that, I also had to take time for myself and relax because you know it's not fair if I just push myself into school and then work and work and work and work I need a time for myself I need a time to uh, just relax sorry I just did something and my weekends were that point and the weekends were normally when I would record uh, so yeah that's why I was gone but I'm really excited to make this episode and the funny thing is is like I recorded podcast, I recorded the episodes, I did one about answering life questions that people commonly ask, and then I did another one like taking quizzes to see what characters I am from shows, and that podcast did not, well one, you could hear like my computer, because my computer like makes wind noises, well it's I guess like screaming air or whatever, and you could hear that, and I couldn't like fix the audio because I'm using Audacity and I'm not that great at editing it, and YouTube videos are a lot, <laughs> they make it look a lot easier than it is. And then, um, the other time, the audio file did not save correctly, so there was no way that I was gonna, like, try to save it, I guess, um, or re-record it, because that's just, it's always a lot of work, and what I do is I record these on Saturday, and edit slash put them up on Sunday, so imagine, like, um, having to re-record it on Sunday and then whatnot. And I am recording this on a Sunday currently, but since I'm out of school, I have a more open schedule. Um, so yeah, we should probably get into this, but I'm going to give one more disclaimer. I'm currently wearing my retainer, so you will, like, hear me pronounce my S's or, like, C's very sharply. I've had my retainer for, like, mm, over a month now, but... My teeth, I guess, are not used to talking in it, and I wear it for literally like 16 hours a day, and still, uh, it's kind of crazy. But, let's get into this, because I'm actually really excited to talk, so I don't know if you guys already read the description for this, um, podcast, but I have watched, and, and I mentioned that I've watched all 15 seasons that, of Criminal Minds, so what we're going to talk about is, first of all, the plot, we're going to talk about the characters, we're going to talk about, um, like, the stories involved in it. Uh, so yeah, let's get into it. So the first time I talk about the plot, I'll give you a brief overview. Um, okay. I don't want to read, like, the kind of description that they give you on Google, so I'll just kind of talk about it. Criminal Minds is essentially a show about a group called the BAU, which is associated with the FBI. Uh, and they catch, you know, criminals. Exactly. And so what they do is... BAU stands for Behavioral Analysis Unit. They analyze um, crime scenes, victims, and everything involved with it, like the environment, the language that the criminal uses, 
who they decided to kill, and then they, essentially what they do is they create a profile of who this person could be, um, what childhood trauma they faced, what happened to them specifically, and they give it to whatever uh, police department they're working with in that episode, and they just catch criminals, essentially like focusing on mainly the psychology factor of crimes and whatnot, and that's kind of one part of it. And then there's, you know, the next plot is like mini plots in the characters, um, and so yeah, we can get into that. So the main characters that are consistent throughout the show are Spencer Reed, played by Matthew Gray Googler, uh, Jennifer Jarreau, or JJ, who is played by AJ Cook, Kirsten Vang's Ness, who is Penelope Garcia, and yeah, those are literally the three most consistent characters because they appear all throughout the show, and yeah, so they're in every single season, and then the kind of non-consistent characters are Emily Prentice, Derek Morgan, David Rossi, Aaron Hodgner, or Hodge, uh, Jason Gideon, and then Elle Greenway. And those are like, okay, those are who I consider the more consistent characters, mainly because uh, they've been with the show a lot longer, but yeah. So these characters all have their unique little paths, and I'll kind of give you a rundown of the characters. By the way, if you are sensitive to certain things, I'm going to give you a trigger warning because I can understand that these are difficult for some people to hear and talk about. So the trigger warnings that I need to give are uh, drug abuse, miscarriages, killing, kidnapping, suicide, and childhood trauma. If you are sensitive to either of those, it is okay. You don't have to listen to this episode because I will be talking about this for a really long time as there are a lot of characters that we need to like, um, I guess, run down. And also, I will slightly mention alcohol abuse when talking about one of the characters but I won't be talking about it too much because it, like, it's not a really big plot in the series. So yeah, let's get into this. So the first character to talk about is Spencer Reed, aka Matthew Craig Goobler. So Spencer's childhood is very dramatic. Oh, I also will be talking about schizophrenia. Sorry, I'll put that in the description. Spencer's mother has been diagnosed with schizophrenia and she's very mentally ill and Spencer's father when he was younger, walked out on him uh, because he just couldn't handle being around Spencer's mother. And Spencer grew up essentially without a father figure. And oh yeah, Spencer is a childhood prodigy. He has this like IQ of 281, I believe. Like he has, a, he's really smart. He can read about like 20,000 words I think per minute. Um, so with him being a child prodigy and having a mentally ill mother. When he gets to a certain age, he puts his mother in essentially like a nursing home to help his mom because he wants her to be healthy. And um, and then after that stuff, he joins the BAU and helps profiling. Now at the BAU, Spencer is like the little kid. He graduated high school at 12. He's really smart, um, like I mentioned, and he's just He's like a really big member of the team, but what the team fails to see is how much he struggles. In about, I think it's either season two or season three, he, 
Reed is captured by Tobias Hankel. Oh yeah, by the way, there will be spoilers for this podcast because I literally watched all of this. Um, Reed is captured by Tobias Hankel, who is a mentally ill criminal, and in this episode, he drugs Reed a lot, and after this episode goes by, and Reed is, like, put back in the field because he literally was, I'm pretty sure he was, like, revived, like, he died and then put back to life. Anyways, after he recovers, it turns out that he's actually addicted to this drug that he was given by Tobias Henkel. Now, Reed gets through over his drug addiction, however, in the later seasons when Emily Prentice fakes her death, Reed considers going back to drugs. Later in the seasons, he meets the criminal Cat Adams. Cat Adams is essentially a um, hit woman, or hitman, or whatever. Um, she kills people for money, and when Reed meets her, he's astounded. But the first time they meet, she gets put into prison, and everything's fine. The second time they meet is more serious, as Reed is drugged. Reed goes to Mexico to find something for his mom. He is drugged and then um so like what people would consider a relapse and then he is uh sexually violated and it's all because cat set it up their third encounter is a lot sweeter because you know it's like her final words to him and it's it's still really sad because she does interfere with his life however it's um Kind of like a final goodbye. Now Reed also has doesn't only struggle with his relationship with his mother and drugs. Uh, he also struggles with his own health and the loss of someone he really loved. In consideration to his own health, Reed is constantly afraid of what he's going to become. Like I said, he was a childhood prodigy, and this made him, you know, this kind of separated him from all of his other peers. And so as he grows up. He becomes kind of, he recognizes, I guess, how much he wished that he did something else. He's talking about how he always thought that he could have a, you know, um, what's it called? Like, something that could essentially get rid of schizophrenia, um, because his mother struggles with that. And he talks about how he wished he did more with his life and more for his mom because he's such a smart person and he's talking essentially about how he's so smart and yet he went into this profession and not any others that would help people in a different way. So he struggles with that and he actually struggles with thinking that he is either schizophrenic or uh, has something wrong mentally with him because of just who he is and how smart he is and how he processes certain things. The personal loss he faced was the loss of his girlfriend Maeve. So Maeve is introduced in like I believe the 8th or ninth season, I don't know though. I like. Like, I started watching the show in February and literally ended it, uh, this month, so there's definitely been a long time and I probably forgot, uh, seasons and whatnot, but Maeve is essentially his online, or his pen pal girlfriend. They really only talk through the phone, I don't know if they write letters, I think they do, maybe, um, and, you know, he, she's really special to him because he had it he's never had like this sort of relationship with someone and he loves the mystery aspect um and the only reason why it's a mystery of who Maeve is is because she's actually being stalked so trigger warning it turns out that the stalker finds um Maeve 
and kidnaps Reed and then performs a suicide murder where I'm gonna like talk about suicide for like a quick second so you know just be careful if you're triggered by that where okay so essentially Maeve Stalker holds herself holds Maeve and herself at gunpoint and then she pulls the trigger intending to only kill herself because she's obsessed with Reed and obsessed with Maeve and just doesn't see any other way out so she uh, dies by suicide and then um, that bullet which she uses to kill herself actually hits Maeve too and kills Maeve so Reed has to go through this tragedy of losing someone that he loved so much Um, and so yeah that's kind of like that's that's Reed's analysis that's all the traumas he's had to face the next character which I've been talking about um, and by the way I went really deep into Reed. I'm only going to be like scanning the rest of the characters because I just want to like talk about, you know, sub characters and whatever. Next character is JJ. JJ faced a lot of childhood trauma with ruining her sister, also killing herself. She died by suicide. Um, I don't know if I remember. I think it was just she was struggling a lot. She couldn't, she didn't have anyone. So her sister died by suicide. And JJ grew up without a sister, and then in her later lives, she got married, she had a child, however, in about season 12 or season 9, I believe, between that, we figured out that JJ, while sent on a mission, was actually carrying her second child because she got married with Will, um, a sub-character, had a child named Henry, and then got pregnant again and went on a mission uh, out of the country and during this mission she miscarried because she was caught in an explosion which killed the child um and this is like the main point of her trauma because this just like it completely changed her aspect of like life and child children and whatnot and she felt a lot of guilt for miscarrying which it was not even her fault uh she was sent out there for her job she was caught in this crossfire um and then later and when we figure out she had a miscarriage uh in that epi- same episode she is actually um in trigger warning for rape uh she's actually about to be raped and have unconsensual intercourse before the person who's also kidnapped with her is caught or like gives up whatever he's supposed to give up to the kidnapper yeah that's like the main parts of jj's trauma and jj i guess i can talk about like who she is too she's really smart she's really kind she's really determined the next person is garcia so garcia's parents died per a junk driver when she was like younger and then in a later episode she's also shot which kind of makes her changes her mindset she has to she also has to kill someone who's trying to kill Reed um, in the later seasons, and she's just had a lot of childhood trauma, and she's always the person who tries to see the good in people, but because of where she works, it's really hard to be the person who sees that, and luckily throughout the show, she does keep a very positive mindset when she's ready to move on, she moves on, um, so yeah, oh, you're gonna hear my cat meowing because I think she's hungry. The next person is Emily Prentice. 
and we're going to talk about Derek Morgan too. So Emily and Derek have a very close bond, I would say. Emily, um, she's been through a lot. She had to fake her own death, she had to go undercover, she had to do all of the things to kind of escape this one really bad person. And then Derek, unfair warning, Derek was molested as a child by a pastor and just faced a lot of death in his life and they have a very close bond. So yeah. David Rossi. David Rossi, and this is what I don't like. I'm also gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna talk about the character. David Rossi was a racist in his past. Like, he literally picked on, well, he said he did racially charged actions towards the black kids in his class. Um, when he was in high school and talking about, like, he talks about how it was forced and he was forced to do it. But he has a racist past, which is 100% overlooked. So yeah, we're not gonna talk about him. <laughs> so next is Aaron Hotchner, or what, you know, everybody refers to him as Hotch. So Hotch had a lot of childhood trauma. I'm pretty sure that his father was abusive. Sorry, my caveat. Um, so Hotch had a lot of childhood trauma relating to his father, and then as he grew up, he became kind of this cold, sad person. Um, his wife, Haley, or ex-wife, honestly, she was murdered, too, in front of, not in front of, but in the same house as his son, Jack. So that caused a lot of trauma for him. George Foyette, which is, like, the person who killed Haley, kind of taunted him and hurt him physically, like, stabbed him and whatnot. And this just created a lot of mental toll on, created a mental toll on Reed. I mean, Hotch. Next character is Jason Gideon, which, I'll be honest, I didn't like Jason Gideon, but we have to, like, talk about him because he is a, you know, good part of this show. He is this really intelligent person who kind of didn't create the BAU, well, he did create the BAU along with Rossi. Uh, he leaves and is killed in the later seasons, um, so yeah. Then the next person I guess we'll talk about, we're going to talk about like one more in depth and then just talk about side characters. One more person that we can talk about in depth is L Greenway, Greenaway, which first of all, I hate L uh, slander. Like I love, I honestly love Elle's character. Um, so Elle is just a very determined person. Like you can see in the first episode, she's talking about how she really wants this spot uh, with the BAU and whatnot. However, in the later seasons, well, I shouldn't say however, because she's a very determined person that's, it's shown throughout the show. Um, in the later seasons, she kills, uh, trigger warning, a rapist who has been raping these women on, a, like, a religious campus and trying to get them pregnant, uh, after one of his victims, trigger warning, kills herself. Um, so, Elle has to make a really hard decision, which honestly, I agree with her decision. Anyways, that's Elle for you. <laughs> so the side characters are, um, I'm just like, trying to find, okay, there's, where is she? Okay, so there's Alex Blake, who is a really intelligent, um, person. She's like a linguistics professor, I'm pretty sure, linguistics, linguistics professor. There is Kate Callahan, who is like, sh I think she appeared for like one or two seasons, but left the show after her 
like after she got pregnant and her um, niece who she mothers was kidnapped, Alex left because she went to Harvard and like decided to be a professor. There's Matthew Simmons who is like, I don't even know how to describe his character because I don't remember specifically why he was brought onto the team. I think it was because another character died, but he's like, he's a good character. The character who died, which he kind of took place for, was SSA Stephen, was it Stephen Wallace? Um, yeah, I think it was something like that. So he was on the show for a little bit and then he got killed by Foyette, I believe. Or, no, 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 by, oh, come on, he was like a psychopath or sociopath who like, who had been on the run for a while. Yeah. So then there's... Dr. Tara Lewis, um, did I pronounce that right? I'm pretty sure I pronounced it right. So, she is, like it says, she's a doctor, she's a really smart person, um, she's kind of, she adds comedy to the show, and it's really enjoyable. And then there's Luke Alves, who, um, who actually, on the last episode, and this angers me, it was the last episode, he asked Garcia on a date the last episode and like I don't know I've heard people say that there's gonna be a season 16 and they're gonna like only have a few certain amount of episodes I don't know I like heard this a really long time ago um but yeah he's a really sweet person he obviously cares for people he just has like kind of his own paranoia so we're gonna talk about like the character chemistry and why I don't like certain characters so throughout the show the characters are very well developed um there's no point in like undermining it because characters such as JJ, like you can see her trauma, you can see that, and you can also see how she's developed into like this person and how she's developed into this person. Um, so yeah, I definitely am not gonna undermine uh, what they went through and how they ended up to be. But I'm gonna talk about some characters that one I did not barely like. <laughs> so the first character that I didn't really like was Jason Gideon. I thought that he was. I thought that he didn't think of the team as a team, and I thought that, you know, I loved his act- the actor seems really nice, I just didn't like how Gideon was portrayed, and how he just kind of seemed like that one person who believed he was smarter than everybody else, and like, as much as he worked with the team, I felt like he was more of an independent person, I guess. The next character that I didn't like was, like I mentioned before, Rossi. I, okay, Rossi seemed like a really great parental figure, not like really great, but to the team, he seemed like a really great parental figure, of course not just biological children, uh, you know, but I just, I didn't like it. When we saw that he had a racist past, I immediately checked out from, you know, enjoying him because, like, and I get it, it's a past and whatever, but the fact that he lied to Morgan and said, because Morgan was like, you really just, you, you really did that. And he lied and he said that it was just to make the person that they were investigating, like, kind of loosen up a bit. And I just think that he has no accountability for what he did in his past. Like, he's the person who blames his racist past on um, a change in time, which is not even an excuse because just because he was back then doesn't mean it didn't hurt somebody or affect somebody or feed into that. The next character that I didn't particularly enjoy was, like, I literally don't remember her name, and this just shows that I did not like her. She was one of the blonde girls. I think she, like, 
she was the daughter of a killer who joined the BAU and was like called in in the uh, in the later season, like season five or four. I don't know. I didn't like her. I didn't. Even, I don't even remember her name. Now we're gonna talk about characters that I loved. First of all, I loved Hotch. Um, I don't agree with how he handled the El Greenaway situation, but I loved his character. I thought that he was genuinely a super sweet person. I loved Elle because she just kind of, she showed like what it was like to be at the BAU and how fear really affects you. Um, and yeah. Uh, I really loved Reed and JJ because they seemed really sweet and I hate how they didn't end up together. I literally love them so much and I think that they would have been such a good couple. I love Prentice and Morgan and Garcia because they added like, Garcia added the fun attitude to it, Morgan added like, he made it more real I guess, like it's not just a show about criminals, he made it more personable, whatever, is that even a word? And then Prentice just was really funny and I enjoyed how um, open she was. Now, uh, this is like the last thing I guess I'm going to talk about about Criminal Minds that I did not like. Um, I personally did not like uh, how relationships ended. I don't like that JJ and Marie did not end up together because I understood, I understand that JJ had a family, uh, she had a husband and two sons, I think, yeah, two sons. Um, but I honestly think that JJ is like pretending to live this happy life with will and with her sons and she's not doing what's best for uh her um and for her children because it's not i guess it's not right to have your children like kind of watch you be in love with two people and like whatnot i didn't like that they canoned uh garcia and alvez at the end of the show i really think that they could have had more chemistry that built up to that because it was like enemies to lovers. That was the entire like mantra, I guess. Uh, but I didn't like that they did it last minute, especially with like the fact that there's been no more seasons um, after that. Still, I didn't like that. Um, well, honestly, I didn't really like Reed and uh, what's her name? She was like literally in the later seasons. I didn't like Reed and Maxine's relationship. You know what? I thought Reed and Maxine would be great because one is like really smart and one is one street smart and one's book smart. But I really I really think uh Reed should have like fallen in love with Kat or something because as much as Kat teased him and was, you know, kind of well not kind of really rude to him, she also like clearly had her own issues and kind of saw Reed as like a figure of love I guess um and she clearly loved him very much and showed she just showed it in different ways but that doesn't excuse what she did you know the last relationship that I hated was um oh come on I think the relationship that I hated most was Elle and Hotches mainly because like I love Elle I I used to hate Elle but I actually love her um I didn't like how Hodge typically had like no trust in her. Um, so after she killed the person that she killed, Hodge just didn't seem to understand why she did it. Like, 
I think Hotch didn't understand that. She didn't just kill the rapist for no reason. Like, she did it because she, because the woman that he hurt deserved to feel safe on campus, and he very clearly hurt those girls, just they couldn't get her because she was scared of going through trauma, which essentially Hotch put on her. Um, and I just, I don't like how he undermined her and her decisions and then didn't trust her. And then it seemed like even when she put in her badge and said, this is not my mission of guilt, um, because if you didn't know, like, if I, because I, I don't think I explained it, Elle killed the rapist, uh, illegally. Like, she claimed it was self-defense, however, it was not self-defense. Uh, she did it. Uh, in the spur of the moment, um, and like the team thinks that she did it like that, but she's not admitting to it. So when she puts in her badge and whatever, she's like, "I'm not admitting my guilt. I just simply I cannot do this job anymore. I don't feel safe. I don't feel happy. I don't like." She's talking about how she feels like she hasn't just given up, um, like her time and her her happiness for this job. And I think that Hodge took it as an admission of guilt, which is very aggravating because it clearly wasn't. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, this was a really fun episode to film. Sorry if you hear like me spinning something. I'm just fidgeting. This was a really fun episode for me to uh, not film but record because I love this show. I I genuinely love it. It's right up my alley of like what shows I would enjoy watching. Um, remember to follow the Instagram that is set up. It is in the description of this podcast. Uh, have a good day and night wherever you are, and bye!